1: hammer nigel show hello my name is nigel that's jason hammer over there we'll go to the hotline and bring on tony kennett host of the tony kennett cast weeknights here on 93 wibc he is also an investigative reporter for the daily signal a former administrator for ips i wanted to get your opinion on this something i saw in the news kind of making my blood boil here Uh, the migrant crisis is getting so bad there at the southern border and you know obviously these migrants are being bused to uh blue democrats sanctuary cities in New York, students are being forced to go remote, leave the school grounds so uh, they can house uh, bust-in migrants from there. Your take. Uh, I mean,
2: first of all, this is exactly where this was going to head. Uh, I, will, um, I will push back a little bit on what you said, the migrant crisis at the southern border. We've kind of passed the time where it's just a migrant crisis yeah. localized there. Uh, It is a migrant crisis everywhere. Uh, And this is going to be the issue that, uh, quite honestly, is maybe the deciding factor in the election for the two-thirds of the swing states. Um, Even Wisconsin might swing due to the increased number of migrants. Wisconsin and Michigan are a state where a lot of migrants go to, and those are states Biden desperately needs. And, uh, again, Biden is every single... uh, Kind of second term presidential election is based on the guy who was just in office. And if this is based on Biden's migrants' performance, I mean, New York Democrats aren't really going to enjoy watching their kids be forced to stay home. Why? First it was COVID, now it's migrants that Biden refuses to shut the border to regulate. This is this is something special.
0: But here's the thing, Tony, and maybe you and Nige have more faith in people than I do. I can be a bit of a cynic at times. These same people who are upset that their kids have to go to e-learning because of the situation of the people that they voted for are going to keep going back to the polls voting for the same people. They're going to bitch. They're going to moan. They're going to complain. But when they get their ballot, they're going to vote for the same people. That's what I feel.
2: Uh, See, so here's, here's where there's actually kind of a split. It's not a binary as to whether this person is definitely going to go to the polls and they're either going to vote red or they're going to vote blue. What you get when a city has been disenfranchised, we saw this in Detroit, we've seen this in L.A., we've seen this in Las Vegas, and we've seen it in Portland. You have very weird situations where all of these Democrats who are supposed to be so excited to come out and vote for all of these politicians that were their blue ticket winners – It turns out that it's not that they come and they vote red. They just don't show up to the polls. And this is how you saw in certain cities in Florida where large areas like Miami-Dade were turning to DeSantis. Sure, DeSantis did really well with a lot of Cuban individuals there, but a lot of people were so fed up with Democrat policies, they didn't show up at all. And so you could be looking at more of a 2016-style election where people just wouldn't come and vote for Hillary Clinton in 2024 people are not going to come out and vote for a disaster i mean when your kids sitting at home looking at you because some drug trafficker is sleeping in the local high school I got to tell you, it's it's a little bit hard to say, well, I'm going to go vote for the guy that let that happen. But
0: hasn't that been happening for decades in places like Chicago? Like It's normal for Chicago's governor to spend time in prison. It's normal for <laughs> things to be a hellhole, uh, Illinois' governor in prison. It's normal for
2: Chicago's mayor
0: to be shady, but yet they keep winning.
2: And this is, of course, the problem with the Republican strategy, is that Genuinely, Republican Party has no idea how to run in cities like this. How do you get down and fight dirty with the side that is shooting themselves in the foot? And I'm not speaking metaphorically. People are getting shot in the feet in these big cities. So (laughs) at this point, you have to wonder why Ronald McDonough, excuse me, Ronna McDaniel is still in (laughs) charge. Well played, my friend national convention
1: uh we're speaking with tony kennett at the tonus on social media what do you think continuing talking about this porous open border the 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 biden disastrous biden policies tony um did you see the mayor of chicago accuse Mm -hmm. greg abbott uh governor of texas of being a racist for (laughs) busing illegals into his city it's it's a racial thing now Because he's busing immigrants into cities that are run by black mayors.
2: I love this because there are far more Hispanic people in Texas that choose to live in Texas that are outstanding, upstanding citizens of the state of Texas than there are in Chicago. Um, and for that matter, by the way, and in there are more in Southern Wisconsin that are Hispanic yeah. and have a, a who are again citizens who came here properly, who did things the right way. And if it's racist to suggest that some goober on the Iranian. Uh, from the Iranian regime, who's on the terror watch list, shouldn't be allowed in the country just because he says in an Arabic accent, oh, I am I am migrants from from Venezuela. Like, mm, mm. I'm, I'm not really buying that one there, S.A. I'm sorry. That's just not real. The racism card is yeah. like 15, 16 years old at this point, And it is working less for the Democrats every time Biden outright called Trump a Nazi. And yeah. the whole country is like, well, yeah, well, Biden can't walk 10 feet in a straight line. So, And,
0: again, this is happening all over the country. You're right. It's not just a situation at the southern border. It's a situation everywhere. And keeping it with education james madison high school uh they're at the point now where if you want to have an actual teacher like a physical in-your-face teacher you have to schedule it by appointment did i read that right what
2: yes th- this is true you you have a school where in order to actually uh, meet with a teacher they're, they're doing online learning now that has become so prevalent remember when public schools were telling us that That uh, online learning and and private schools, this was going to be terrible and there were not going to be teachers anymore. And now after COVID, you have public schools that are actually uh, making it harder for kids to learn and be in front of a teacher. Oh, it's
1: it's being normalized, I feel like.
2: And this is and when I was at Lawrence North at the time, when COVID hit, I was teaching science at Lawrence North. I was teaching biology and I watched as I was ordered not to grade students assignments because they were online. We weren't allowed to reprimand students for not completing assignments because oh it's so difficult to sit at home and complete assignments on a laptop. Oh, the the horrors. And now we've normalized it, so there are no snow days anymore. There are these weird e-learning days where kids don't do anything, don't have to do anything. And then the politicians all gather around and say, hmm, Jeffrey, why can't the children read? And <laughs> better this
0: give them more money. James Madison High School, again, this is... Uh going viral now libs of TikTok have picked up on it what you're seeing is that the parents of the kids who actually want to learn are saying we've tried to schedule one-on-one time with our teacher but the illegals are being
2: prioritized over wow, wow. Uh, the kids that were going there before and and this is this is exactly the kind of nonsense that is going to cost The the societal fabric of our country in any institutional trust there was left. And you're seeing this in a lot of teachers that I've talked to in the last couple of years. It's known that I've helped at this point over 270 teachers leave. Uh, various teachers' unions around the country. And a lot of them have become so disenfranchised with the education system, they are leaving to take their kids and homeschool them. That's what my wife and I are doing. I, I, we don't want any part of any of this nonsense anymore where you're basically rolling the dice. You got a one in six chance, one in 12 chance, maybe to hit the lucky seven and actually get your kid an education. So a lot of teachers are saying, screw it. I'm going to stay home. This mess isn't worth it. And that's, again, that is one of the last institutions in this country to fall. Uh, what's next? I guess the post office, that's the last one that Americans trust And. a I mean, I've got stuff lost (laughs) in the mail right now. (laughs) Well,
0: we have an official mailman on this program. He uh, takes very good care of us. Uh, Tonus, why don't you run for office? Aren't people trying to get you to uh, take over for, like, Greg Pence's seat? Yeah, Tonus Tonus for Senate. Tonus for the House. (laughs) Tonus for the Senate. Tonus for President.
2: So, uh, I guess Greg Pence in the eastern... Central Indiana is not running for Congress next year. At least that's the internal talk. So I, I got a couple of messages from those in, in Wayne County, in Henry County, Rush County, who said that they, they want me to run. Because apparently, and then I'm, I'm just saying apparently because I haven't studied this race, um, there aren't a lot of people that have yet stepped forward for the primary that are like they want to give it a go. And so they're like, I don't know, they point to some guy sitting on the bench, which I guess is me, and they're like, why don't you get in there? No,
1: <laughs> no, no, no.
2: I don't want to do Congress right now. Dude, I'm 28. No one wants to see some 28-year-old hot mouth in Congress. I mean, the last <laughs> time that happened, she was caught diddling somebody in a theater in Colorado. Good Lord. So,
1: well, that's Lauren Boebert, isn't it? Yeah, isn't I think I that's who you were talking yeah. about, sure. Yeah, yeah. They lost me so, at no hot one... mouth.
2: <laughs> No one needs some kid in there yelling at people. I'm sorry. I'm
1: too young for that. No. Hey, hey man, how's the uh, newest addition to the uh, Kennett family doing?
2: Keeping us very, very busy. It's wonderful. Raising kids is fantastic. Uh, I, I love, I honestly, I really have wanted to raise a family my entire life. That was kind of the goal growing up. And to get to experience this
1: is, um, uh, it's just awesome. it's just stellar. Uh, are you back on the radio or are you still having people fill in?
2: Uh, Ethan Hatcher is filling in for me this week, okay. and then Stephen Kent from Consumer Research is uh, filling in for a little bit of next week. But I'm starting to get starting to get the uh, the itch to hop back on the air and sure. yell about nothing. So, well,
0: if there's any show that understands what an itch it's like, it's this one. Uh, Tony Kennett, follow him on social media at the Tonus. Tony, take care of that little one, and we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, guys. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.